This is Bite Size History with the Saints. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Bite Size History with the Saints. Hey everyone, it's Megan. And it's Bradley. So, as you may have noticed, it is Wednesday, it is not Monday. We have really screwed up the schedule this week with the podcast. Yeah, Monday was a bank holiday, so we just kind of got... Swept up and... Sleeping. Yep. Um, Yesterday... Uh, a few doctor's appointments. Yeah, we had some good intentions, but it just continued to go downhill. Yeah, but we're doing it. Yeah. We're here now. <laughs> that was one of the things that we probably should have warned about with uh, being ready to pop is we have no time anymore for anything. So we're making time. Yeah. We're going to do it. But so this week we're going to talk about the recipe for this upcoming weekend. Yes. I was going to say, time right now is just an illusion to me. It really is. So since we're in that in-between week, we are transferring over to Rome. Um, One of the things that I have found the most kind of hilarious about research is the Romans had access to a lot of ingredients that we, you know, associate with, you know, cuisine. Cuisine. Cuisine for the Mediterranean. Um, (laughs) But, like, the Romans, they cared about flavors, but almost everything had like alternative motives. Like they had things like, oh, well, if you're going to use like caraway, it's used to treat like um, peckishness and stuff. Like I know like pepper had like a ton of medicinal purposes. Well, I mean, that's pretty much all food for the longest while. Yeah. It was, there was some either ritual behind it or there was some other reason you would eat it. Like the Greeks, the ancient Greeks, would drink onion juice because it gave them vitality and made them fight harder in battles. So it's, you know, things like that. It's still food is used to this day for ritual purposes. Yeah. Everywhere. 
I mean, you think of a holiday, you, you got Christmas and it's usually a big feast um, over on this side of the world with Thanksgiving um, in Canada and in the U.S. It's this big feast. And we eat turkey. Yeah. But it's not uncommon for foods to be associated with a ritual of some sort or with healing of some sort. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the kind of fun things about this is, you know, putting together these recipes. Like I joked uh, the other day when I was working through some of the herb mashing and I was like, oh, I feel like a witch <laughs> using a mortar and pestle to break down herbs. 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 Has an H in it. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, it's it's. It's pretty fun. Um, we get, of course, access to a lot of the kind of meats that we would expect. Um, chickens and stuff, and those come from Asia. Um, pigs also come from Asia. Um, there was one thing that during the research part of all this that kind of set both of us uh, oh, goodness. off a little bit. And that was other people interpreting the recipes because, you know, the Romans did write some recipes down. But people will sit there and interpret the recipe how they want to interpret the recipe. And that's fine for modern. You know, if you're just trying to cook something, great. But if you're trying to take and make it historically accurate, they, they never did their research. So one of the examples is they had the recipe had referred to the dish as being peppery. So they looked with an assumption that, okay, well, black pepper is Middle East Asia, so therefore it couldn't have been in Roman. So they substituted either paprika or allspice. Neither of those were prevalent or <laughs> existed in ancient Rome. Yeah, there, uh, they also, one of them uh, substituted with nutmeg. Yeah. Nutmeg wasn't found until the 1500s by the Portuguese. And it was found in Indonesia. So it was not in any way that the Romans could have actually had that. So it kind of goes back to this whole idea of why we do what we do and why other people do what they do. I appreciate their thought process. Because a lot of times also they're looking at how do you make the dish taste great? Yeah. Which I, I totally appreciate because <laughs> we've had some really bad dishes. Um, but also history isn't always tasty. No, and that's the thing is, most of the meals that we're making, we're using stuff that people probably didn't actually have access to because they couldn't afford it. Yeah. And, you know, like we used saffron in one of our dishes. Yeah. And there's that would have been a meal that only the most wealthy of the wealthy could have afforded. Normal, everyday people wouldn't have been able to afford that. Well, and like even with like Rome having chickens, chickens were kind of a delicacy. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they got them to breed and be domesticated and do all those different things, but they don't really provide a lot of meat. So when you're dealing with it, you kind of save it for special occasions. Well, and then, you know, if you're raising chickens, you have to feed the chickens and <laughs> all of those extra steps that go into it that cost extra money. And that's the thing is that the food that normal everyday people would have eaten probably would have had very little flavoring to it at all. It would have probably been a lot of bread, fruits or vegetables and wine. Yeah. Which is still sounds like a pretty good meal. Yeah. 
That sounds like, you know, what we eat now when we sit there and go, ooh, I'm fancy. I was going to say, we, back in our, back in our property days, we used <laughs> to have, um, like one night a week that we just called like peasant meal. And literally we just ate like a baguette, had a bottle of really cheap Spanish wine mm -hmm. and ate like fruit. And it was probably the best meal of our week yeah. each time. Yep. Yeah, you just got some grapes. And uh, I uh, I would get fed like Bacchus. Yes. Though, <laughs> fun fact on that. He does not, he won't touch dates with his fingers. He gets weirded out by the texture. So Yeah, I don't know. It's something about a date. It just weirds me out. But he loves dates. So he'll ask me to put them in his mouth. And I'm imagining going forward in our lives, our little one's going to be like, why is she feeding him dates? No, because he's going to ask for the same thing. Oh, my God. I don't know what it is about dates. They, uh, I, I love the way they taste. I hate the way they feel. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure people out there can relate to that. You know, it's, uh, it's not weird. You're weird. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably the weirdo who had agreed to continue to hand feed you dates. Yeah. It's but like, you love me. It's like going to a zoo. <laughs> and then dealing with, like, the <laughs> and goats. And feeding the draft. <laughs> Yeah, next time I'm going to take my tongue and wrap it around the date. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of uh, zoo videos. And say he's watching a series called Secrets of the Zoo. Yeah, and uh, it's on Disney+. Plus. Um, I don't know. It makes me happy. And say the secret of the zoo is zoo animals have a lot of babies. Well, I mean, that's, you know... That's the job. That's a good thing, though. It is a good thing. Yeah, zoo babies... Every episode has to have a disclaimer in the corner that, like, there may be sexual windows. Yeah. I mean, you know, they they they, uh, they they try their best because it's it's on television and children are going to watch it. And they try their best to take and keep it as... Uh, PG. Uh, PG, yeah. But, you know, you're dealing with adults talking about animals doing the deed. Doing the devil's tango. Yeah. <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
But yeah, so the recipes themselves, now that we're back on this side of the world, it's actually kind of nice. Be or not this side of the world, but that side of the world, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. <laughs> now that we're back in Europe, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's nice because it does open us up to a lot more variety. But with that being said, it also limits us in, in the way of getting certain ingredients are a little difficult again. Yeah. Like, I remember the last the last time we made Roman dishes, we were actually living in York, England, and it was really easy to yeah. get the ingredients we needed. Yeah. And now we're back here. And we're back. Back again. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's just that extra little struggle that makes this actually a little more fun trying to figure out those little workarounds. Well, especially because we had so many ingredients already from just what we do normally with cooking um, that we didn't have to really do a grocery order. Yeah. Which, gosh, that is relieving. <laughs> once you've spent, like, I think in the last six months, we've spent easily, like, $500 on ingredients. Yeah. But it's worth it. Oh, it's definitely worth it. It's all worth it. But, yeah, no, that's the thing is that trying to figure out what recipe or what, what not so much the recipe what ingredients mm -hmm. we can actually use that for me is the fun part of all this it's also the infuriating part of all this because when you do a google google search for a recipe like we were talking about you get these ones that just didn't do any research and it's not that difficult to do the research <laughs> a lot of times it's just typing in you know where was nutmeg domesticated or uh, cultivated? And it, but I think it's that issue that we've seen, and what's why we started doing this. There is the lack of information out there, and unless you are, you know, trained as an archaeologist or a historian or something like that, this isn't something that you probably think too much about. No, you just you're looking for the best flavor. Yeah. Which which is fine. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Honestly. You know, after having some of the meals, looking for the best flavors. Looking at you, Dan Dan Noodles. Yeah. That one, we're going to have to go back and just do a redemption on it. We're going to have to. But so bad. We're going to have to make it not accurate. <laughs> we'll make it modern accurate. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, that's the thing is that, it, it you know, it's all fun. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. <laughs> well, I think overall we're we're excited for this weekend. Um, one of the other dishes involved in it is a bread that we made before. And the bread before did not go well. So this is partially <laughs> because it didn't have, like, instructions of how it was supposed to look. So we assumed it all just went into one pan together, and it was, like, kind of gross. Yeah, it came out... Very, it, it's it's a flatbread. Well, it's not even supposed to be a flatbread. No, it's supposed to look like buns. Yeah. But it came out very flat and... I mean, it tasted great. Yeah, it tasted... I mean, it's got cheese in it. So it's going to taste great. But the look of it was not appealing. <laughs> so we're going to try to make it this, this way that Megan's found. And... 
hopefully that makes it uh, more appetizing. I was going to say, thank you, Pompeii, for, you know, immortalizing <laughs> some things in time. Because then, of course, they were able to find them un untethered from, or not untethered, but un uh, interacted with. And we got to see how they look, which are just like these little buns. Yeah. So that's going to be fun to make. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anytime you can eat cheese is a good day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I do love cheese. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's really it for this week. Um, we're going to have the recipe going up. The podcast will be back on schedule. Yeah, there, there's not another bank holiday for, what, a month or so? Yeah, until July 1st. Yeah, but hopefully we can uh, prepare for that in advance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then we also have, um, after all of that, we're going to be moving forward to um, Northwestern Europe. Because we decided to not do Northeastern Europe because it is literally the exact same recipes that we've done before, before, before. Yeah, we might take and do like a small little post about it or something like that or do a patreon exclusive yeah and refer back to older recipes that would have had similar ingredients and other details but they they don't really change much no it's it's very much you know bland well i was gonna say it's it's one of those kind of things that like it puts in perspective of like when everyone has the same ingredients what really stands out of these cultures and these regions is over time the trade and the ingredients mm-hmm. that they latched on to. And so when we're working at like the early origins, it's a much different game. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like if we went to the, you know, England and Ireland, it, you got deer, but not deer that we can get here. And it's the Queen's deer. Well, it's, I mean, it's, you know, roe deer and yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, I can't remember the other deer's, deer's name. But they're not deers that we can actually get here. So it's one of those really big difficulties of trying to acquire foods. Well, what and the recipe that we used this week for Rome was actually an adaptation from one of the ones that Roman soldiers would eat in England. Yeah, and that's because the 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 meat is the changing part of it, mm-hmm. and it's partially because the original meat that they used is uh, critically endangered <laughs> and we don't have any access to get the meat um, yeah well i mean should nobody should have access to get the meat because yeah. of the fact they are critically endangered <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not sitting there going we actually tried to seek out this critically endangered meat no um but the meat itself is dormice yeah <laughs> and i i don't know i'm personally not into the idea of eating a mouse not really that i a chicken has little to no meat on it. I couldn't imagine how much a dormouse has. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a dormouse. I've never, I've never seen a dormouse. Like, we were talking about this the other day. I think I've only ever heard of it in, like, a Charles Dickens. Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever actually seen or acknowledged what they are. They yeah. could be the size of, like, a marmount, for all we know. It could be, like, a field rat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a New York rat size. <laughs> but, yeah, so... That, that, um Dormice, you know, there's no way to get that meat, and which is good. We don't want it. We don't want it. We want the we the, they are, they are integral to the environment. So having them, you know, rebound is a good thing. 
Yeah. And yet again, we did not try to seek out the meat. <laughs> <laughs> we we uh, we only go after sustainable meats. Exactly. <laughs> That's a disclaimer. I never thought I was going to have to give my life. <laughs> <laughs> Only sustainable here. Yeah. You know, uh, no, no endangered meats here. <laughs> that is definitely something I never thought I was going to have to say in my life. I was going to say, it, it sounds like, oh, it just sounds so weird. Like somebody came back from Safari and it's like, well, I had a permit. Yeah. No. It, it sounds like somebody that... I, I, I'm talking like somebody that has more money than I actually do. <laughs> we only eat sustainable. Yeah. No endangered in this house. No. I think that's probably a good place to wrap this up. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like we've hit our limit this week. This is actually probably the most coherent in-between week we've ever had, so maybe we should be late on these more often. Uh, no, I think we need to stay on schedule. I agree. So on that note, we are going to let you guys go, and yeah, we will talk to you guys on Monday. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.